Amen, amen. Brother Herring, we are so glad that you're here. We want you to come once again. Take your liberty. Obey God. We love you. God bless love you. you, brother. Appreciate you, Adam. Praise the Lord, everyone. Isn't it good to be in the house of the Lord again this morning? Amen. Praise God. I don't leave without the promise this morning. As the elder said, the promise of the Holy Ghost. You don't have to leave without it. It's here for you. Think about it, we don't have to go back to Jerusalem to get it. Amen. Thank God. Thank you, Jesus. We can get it right here. If you need a good renewal, you can have a good renewal. If you don't have the Holy Ghost, you can have it before you leave. Amen. I believe that. God is so good, isn't he? Praise the Lord. I, I appreciate the Lord this morning. What I feel here today, praise God. If you uh, have a Bible, let us go to the book of Philippians, chapter 4 and verse 22. I kind of wrestled around with this this morning, but I think I'm all right, praise the Lord. I think we'll be okay. I was up early, early this morning, and uh, like I connected with the Lord early this morning, about 5 o'clock. Feel good in the Holy Ghost today. The Bible says, all the saints salute you, chiefly they that are of Caesar's household. God, thank you this morning. We know that you're going to move for us. We know that you're going to speak, God. Our hearts have already been prepared for your word, Lord. These precious singers ushered us into your presence, God, with their singing this morning, Lord. Your presence is so rich here today, God. I feel like anything can happen in this place today. Oh, God, help us not to limit you this morning, but to allow you to speak to us and minister to us today. And we'll give you the praise, the thanks, and the glory. Put your Bibles down and why don't you raise your hands one more time. And why don't we thank the Lord for his presence. He didn't have to show up, but he did. Amen. Praise God. Oh, thank you, mighty God. Thank you, mighty God. Praise God. We do love you today, Jesus. Amen. You may be seated this morning. I, uh, I want to kind of take the little bit out of the last of that scripture, saints in Caesar's house. I want to speak about this morning for just a little bit. You know, there's an old saying that says, time heals all wounds. Amen. That's a good thing to take to heart, isn't it? Praise God, whenever you're struggling, amen, with presently, or whatever you might be going through presently, amen, there comes a time when you will be healed, if it not even be forgotten. However, when you look back at the situation that you were going through, the wounds that were healed, there's a tendency to think that it wasn't really difficult as you really thought it was. 
it really wasn't all that bad. You know, I've seen people get out of church over a little bit of nothing. Hey Amen. I, I remember a man and his uh, grandson coming was seeking the Holy Ghost, and God had filled him with the Holy Ghost. And he's about 11 or 12 years old, and his grandpa was the Sunday school director of that old church, had been out of church for 30 years. And his grandson began to talk to him and said, You know, Pop, why'd you get out of church? And he couldn't answer him, it was so small. But we end up praying that elder back through to the Holy Ghost in that revival. His grandson, he just kept on and kept on, friend of mine, harping on him and pushing on him. Praise God. But it was so small. Sometimes these things we go through, we make them big. They're little molehills. We make mountains out of them. Amen. When you begin to look at the, the early church, it's much of the same way. We tend to view the early church uh, through rose-tinted glasses, if you will. There's a tendency to think, amen, that it was all miracles, signs, and wonders. In fact, we think it was just a continuous victory march. Time has a way of softening the difficulties the church that's surrounded with. Those early church saints had the massive setbacks. They had dilemmas in their life that they had to overcome. Don't let nothing get in your way of serving God. Praise God. Don't let an old, come on, old deafening voice get in your ear, praise God, and tell you this is really not worth it. This is worth it all. I said, this is worth it all. Come on, I said, this is worth it all. I'm like an elder. One day I'm getting out of here. I said, one day I'm getting out of here. And come on, this world can make you feel very uncomfortable with all the things that's going on in it, praise God, that we're totally against. It does make you feel comfortable. But they want us to bend and bow. Come on. But this church had to go through difficulties. It had to go through trials and pain and pain and prisons and devils and hypocrites. It all found its way into the early church. This very short single verse is a great witness to those who serve the Lord in very unfavorable conditions and surroundings. Praise God. You can live for God. You can be victorious in this walk with God. All you got to do is put one foot in front of the other uh, and say, hey, I'm going to serve God. I'm not going to let anything get in the way uh, of me and my salvation. You know, it's amazing when you begin to read the book of Philippians and understand that it was written while Paul was in a Roman prison. It's a testimony to the fact that the man can turn a desperate place into a pulpit to exalt God. Come on, praise God. His preaching found its way into Caesar's house. I said, he's locked up in a prison. I said, he's locked up in a prison. 
and there's saints in the house of, come on, Caesar, and his preaching found its way, come on, into the house. Uh, praise God. Oh, come on, somebody help me a little bit this morning. You know, I preached on this thought in Philippians 1, 12 through 14, probably more times than once, about Paul conquering the environment despite the fact that he was in, it was hostile to him. Praise God. But the evidence from Philippians 4 and 22 helps us to understand that there was others besides Paul who did exist with the same thing. Amen. Paul was locked up in prison, uh, but the saints were locked up uh, in Caesar's house. Uh, prison bars shut Paul in, uh, but the saints were shut in uh, by lavish surroundings. Uh, Paul uh, had to endure the cold uh, from the poor conditions, uh, but the saints uh, had to endure the cold uh, from the raw uh, conditions. Paul was faithful in prison, and the saints were faithful when they were confronted by the power and the fashion of money. The tendency might be to think that these folks were in Caesar's had, his house had everything at their request, and things were easy for them. But when you look who Caesar was and what he was doing, we realize that these saints had a challenging place to serve God. Praise God, just like our times right now. Praise God, everything wants to creep into the church, everything. Praise God. But you know what, friend of mine, that's when the saints stand up. That's when the saints stand up and be saints of God. Praise God. Regardless of what's going on in our country, uh, regardless, friend of mine, of the administration uh, that's trying to lead us astray, uh, we got to stand up and be who we are. Uh, we got to show the world who we are. Uh, come on, friend of mine, we won't bend. We won't bow. Uh, we won't take on their likeness. Uh, but, friend, uh, we'll serve God uh, even in Caesar's house. You know, there's a tendency to think that these folks had whatever they wanted or everything at their request, and everything was easy for them. But when you look at Caesar, come on now, when you look at this man and the challenges to serve God in this place, Nero's first year was marked by a mild use of authority, and he was given very kind and gracious acts. One, one of the first things he had to do was sign the death warrant for a criminal. And as he signed it, he said, oh, that I'd never learned to write. Oh, that I'd never learned to write. But as time passed, this passionate king uh, turned to a raven tiger. Uh, come on, somebody. Once he tasted blood, uh, he became like a shark. Uh, and it literally maddened him. Uh, and the only thing uh, that would satisfy him uh, was more blood. Uh, Oh, come on. He poisoned his brother. Oh, my God. His stepbrother. Uh, he divorced his wife. Uh, he banished her before uh, finally killing her. Uh, he, oh, my God. His slave uh, lover. Uh, he kicked her to death. And here's a guy, a friend of mine, that was passionate when he first started. Come on. You got to keep God at the top shelf. You got to be passionate about this thing that God's given you. 
I said, you've got to be passionate about this thing that God's given you. If you're not passionate about what you've got, friend of mine, friend of, oh, come on now. You might get blood in your mouth. Uh, and friend of mine, you might start doing all the things uh, that you know you shouldn't do. Praise God. Uh, but oh, friend of mine, if you're passionate, uh, if you're passionate about God, uh, and you're passionate about His Word, uh, and you're passionate about the things of God, uh, This guy was, he was a really, really somebody. He would take baths in exotic oils, and he was a slave to his own lust. You know, he was so polluted in his mind. Praise God, his body. He was involved in everything. Praise God. You know, the Romans, they were accustomed to hearing about immorality and the crime, but excessive vices of Nero, it shocked them. Come on, it shocked them. Praise God. The Roman church called him the beast. This was a man that was challenging. Praise God. These good saints at Rome. Praise the Lord. What a strange place for saints to be growing. Huh? I said, what a strange place for saints to be growing. That tells me that we can grow in any environment. My God, that tells me, come on, elders, that tells me that we can grow in any environment. It does not, come on now, it does not matter. Uh, praise God of the soothsayers. Uh, come on, the backbiters. Uh, come on, the ones trying to destroy you. You still, friend of mine, uh, you still can be a saint. Uh, and you can still grow. Uh, come on, in inverse uh, circumstances. You'd expect fools and flatterers and adulterers and murderers and seducers and the others of like to be growing in this hot house of wickedness, but not saints. Yet here's the great apostle writing that there are saints in a strange place. It doesn't matter where it is. If God determines to raise up a church, it's going to happen. I said it's going to happen. I have a feeling that there are more often than once Paul felt like he was absolutely a failure in Rome. Uh, he wondered if anything effective uh, was going to be accomplished, friend of mine, uh, with his calling and his anointing. Uh, but his writings were making a difference. Uh, I said his writings were making a difference. Uh, they managed, friend of mine, uh, to leak to those uh, that were hungry uh, and had a heart for God. Oh, I got a heart for God today. I've got a heart for the things of God, friend of mine. I've turned my back on this world when God uh, filled me with the Holy Ghost. Uh, come on, friend of mine. I remember, I remember, I probably had had the Holy Ghost about three or four years. And I remember working at this plant, and and, all, and we had to ride a bus into this plant, and they picked us up at the fairgrounds every morning, and we'd ride into that plant, and I was so scared to death of this place. Every other day, they'd usher us back out the front gate, because they're scared something was going to explode. I was scared to death of that job. And uh, those guys were so, so mean. Man, 
the way to talk and act. And, and I remember one day I didn't ride the bus and I took my car and I parked out in that parking lot that you could park in. And there was a guy there and uh, I walked up and, and I could just tell that something was going on with him. And he, he began to talk to me. He said, he said, you know what? He said, uh, he said, you're apostolic, don't you? And I said, I am. And he said, well, you know what? He said, I am too. He said, I ain't been long, got out of prison. And he said, I'm struggling. He said, you just don't understand how bad I've struggled. And I said, well, let's pray. We sat in the guardhouse. I said, let's just pray. And we just started praying. And when we got done praying, we looked up, and that bus was sitting there, and all them guys was hung out the window like this, looking at us. We was there at that guard gate speaking in tongues and having us a little church right there at the guard gate. Can I tell you, after that day, those guys, I never heard no more cussing on that boat, on that, on that bus. Come on, they didn't smoke on that thing anymore. They give us respect. I'm telling you, if you live right, friend of mine, uh, praise God. Come on now. Even in this present world, uh, praise God. You won't be treated near as bad as you think you would be. I know this world's not our home. And I know we're just passing through, praise God. But you know what? We can gain the respect of this world uh, if you live in a sober, righteous, uh, and holy life. Uh, they will uh, respect. Come on, somebody praise the Lord a minute. man's prayers and his tears, his songs and his sermons found their way into Caesar's house. What a difference one man can make. He was a prisoner who was taking on the wealth and the corruption of Rome. Amen. Praise God. There's saints of the most high everywhere. and They're, they're everywhere. They're marching in the armies and they're trading in the open air markets and they're slaves and convicts. Come on, friend of mine. And, and they're they're in chains and they're being whipped and and the centrons included praise God and and that their duties were boring they had come on now praise God and they're all there these saints had their blood licked up by the lions the tigers in the arenas of the entertainment come on somebody yes they did praise God these saints these Come on, their, their tender bodies served as fodder for the swords of the gladiators. Uh, the symbol of the fish was everywhere. But the saints of Jesus lived in the house of Caesar. They turned away their eyes of the horror evil that took place around them. Come on now, the holiness rose to the top. I said, holiness rose to the top. Praise God. They ignored the fashions of the day uh, and prayed always. Come on. Prayer was always, come on, radiating from their hearts. Uh, they were surrounded by the heathen slaves uh, from other lands uh, who were full of superstition. Uh, but they made their worship uh, more pure uh, under their God. Uh, praise God. Difficult circumstances, uh, difficult days, uh, nor difficult life ought to discourage you uh, from being a saint uh, and Caesar's house. Praise God. It doesn't matter, friend of mine, 
We're going to have to contend with this world. But we can be overcomers. Ever since he thought that their surroundings, their jobs, their home life, their past, or even their family was choking them down? Come on now. We have hope in this single little verse. Saints at Caesar's house. We have hope. We're told our environment, our surroundings, and our upbringing has effect on us. That may be true in most cases, but it's never true for the child of God. There's some things that can rise up within. Come on, within us that will literally change the surroundings. Come on, that we find ourselves into. Praise God. That's been the quest of Christianity from the beginning, to, to gain control over our environment. Of our soul so we will affect our world that's dying and going to a hell. Praise God. Amen. You ever been affected that's been an alcoholic on the street? Boy, I've wept and cried. You ever been affected when you see a drug addict? Friend of mine needs his next fix. I have. See, I, I was a drug addict before God found me. Brother Ridley, a lot of people don't know it, but I was a heroin addict. And I did meth, and I did coke, and I smoked weed, and I drank. I did all the things that you thought you could possibly do. But I was so miserable. But when I see those people, I cry. Because I know, I know the pain that they're in. I know the pain that they're in. And if somebody don't ever get a toehold on this thing, praise God. If it's not, come on, it's about a dying world out there. Praise God. Even though we're living in Caesar's house, come on, praise God. And we, we feel like we're bound. We're not bound. We're free. I said we're free. I've been free all these years. I never went back to drugs ever, not one time. Come on, friend of mine. I never put another drink to my lips, not one time. Praise God. When I got baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, all that was gone. Uh, he wiped that out of my mind to like I never even done it. Uh, I don't even remember what it was like, uh, friend of mine, to even do drugs, uh, to even drink. Uh, I don't even remember what it was like because God wiped that out of my mind. That's the kind of God we serve today. Oh, I'm so ashamed of my past, but it's my testimony. I can't get past my testimony. Amen? But friend, we're trying to change our environment by going out there with those that are captive and helping them to be overcomers and showing them that there is, there is a God that loves them. Amen? Jeremiah had such a fire raging in his soul that he could not shut his mouth. Joseph guarded his soul in the house of Potiphar. Oh, my God. Daniel kept, he was kept in the courts of Babylon. Nehemiah kept his heart in the Persian court. Courage is found in these saints who serve in Caesar's house. Amen. Listen, you're not going to get the Holy Ghost with that rage in you, with that doubt in you, 
and all that negativity, all that negativism, you will not get the Holy Ghost like that. Praise God. You have to come to an altar and you have to offer that to God and say, God, here it is. I'm giving it to you. Praise God. Amen. I, I remember getting the Holy Ghost and, man, there was two, two older women in our church and I've told people before, I got the Holy Ghost in self-defense and, man, I was speaking in tongues and they was pulling my hair and they was spitting in my ear and they was pulling on my ears and, man, I was, I was thinking, if I could just get away from them. <laughs> and they said, we're not letting you go till you get it. Come on, Mike. And he's speaking in tongues. The other said, he ain't got it yet. Saints of the Most High. Praise God. I remember one time I, I called I, I called the I called on that one side of the church, man, when them when, when them women got over there, man, it's like a pit bull pit or something. Man, my pastor pushed me out there in the midst of them one time and I had to cry and literally had to crawl out from amongst them. <laughs> was getting pulled and everything else. And I thought, if they need the Holy Ghost, that's where they need to be at, right there. Because they'll come out of there in self-defense with the Holy Ghost. But you know what? When I got the Holy Ghost, I was willing to give God everything. I held nothing back. I told God, I said, I'm one of the most rottenest people. I'm sorry. I'm no good. Praise God. I've lived such a horrible, horrible life. I don't know what you'd even want to do with anything like me. And you know what? I heard the Lord whisper to me, but I died for you. I died for you. And I shed my blood for you. Man, he spoke to me, personally spoke to me. And it wasn't long, friend of mine, that I got the Holy Ghost. Praise the Lord. It's all history. This is the thing about me. Praise God. I, I would pray that I would never turn my back on God. I've been living for God all these years. Praise God. And I've made God number one in my life. Amen. Praise the Lord. I said I've made God number one in my life. Praise the Lord. I, uh, you know, you think you got lots of friends when you're in the world. And I, I don't want a lot of my friends to the Lord when I got the Holy Ghost. But you know what? You'll find out who your true friends are. You'll really find out who they are. Praise the Lord. Because a lot of those people, they made fun. They laughed. Called me a holy roller and all kind of stuff. And I didn't care. I said, I did not care. I did not care. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Why don't we reach out to the Lord one more time. And I'm going to ease, ease on not my intentions to hold you long today, but I'm going to ease on. Oh, God, help us this morning, Lord. I'm going to say this, and, and I'm going to ease on. Stop making it so hard for you to get the Holy Ghost. Just come down here this morning and get the Holy Ghost. Stop making it hard for God to give you the Holy Ghost. Just come down here and get it this morning.
God wants you to have it. I said he wants you to have it. So stop making it hard to get. Just come down here and get it. If you come down here, I promise you, if you come down here with the right attitude this morning to give it all to God, you'll walk away here today speaking in tongues before you leave out of here. You have, to, you have to realize, you have to, you have to yield that one member that's the last member to yield to God, and that's your tongue. You have to yield that to God. Amen. And once you do, you'll find out that, hey, he was here all this time. You make it too hard to get the Holy Ghost. Courage that would bear wrong but not commit wrong. Courage that would save the life rather than destroy it. Courage that comes from a clean conscience. Courage that would go in and out of the soil company and not compromise. Courage that ignores the threats and absorbs the steers and turns away from the golden bait of temptation. Courage that lifted an innocent face to an executioner's eye. Courage that would stand on God's side and bravely, come on now, be held by the blessed plate of righteousness. Did you know that modesty was found in the saints at Caesar's house? They never identified themselves as saints. It was Paul who said that for them. It was modesty, friend of mine, that did not boast of their religion. They just sincerely offered it to God. It was modesty that did not hang around the false places of idol worship in Rome. It was modesty, friend of mine, that did not mock the soothsayers and the sorceries that surrounded all of them. It was modesty that was focused on in their communion and their prayer and their fellowship to their God. Did you know that consistency was found in the saints in Caesar's house? Consistency. You have to be consistent in your prayer and your Bible time and your fasting. It has to be a consistent thing. If one thing that I can tell you that I'm very consistent in, that's my Bible time, my study, and my prayer and my fasting. I'm very consistent with that. When I got the Holy Ghost, my pastor linked me up with an elder in the church. He said, that's your prayer partner. I learned how to pray. I learned how to pray with that old saint. He was a dear man. I just learned how to pray. Praise God. Amen. Oh, I know if you heard me pray, you said, that guy don't know how to pray. Well, I'm giving this to God. I'm talking to God. I talk to God like I'm talking to you. Amen. Some people just make it so hard to talk to God. Hadn't you ever pulled a chair out and said, have a seat, God. We need to talk. I do all the time. Sit down, God. <laughs> have a talk. Uh, he probably says, this guy. He probably, he probably, he just probably gets a good laugh out of me. But I try to be very, very simple with God. I just try to tell God everything about me and everything that's going on with me. Praise God, we can be consistent. Consistent to live out every day. Consistent to reside, the urge to slip off. Come on now, with the heathen to live it up. Amen. Consistency to live for the Lord even when their teachers and their pastors and their fellows will kill. 
consistency to meet again and break bread and fellowship, even though the hands that broke the bread yesterday were now in the cold grave. Consistency to overcome their fear of Nero and his wicked bands of murdering Christians. What we are to give to gain this kind of life. We are to love much things in the kingdom of God. Hello. So we, talking about me, you, can serve with a nodal distinction as these saints did in Caesar's house. Come on, I'm getting ready to close. You're going to be a saint in Caesar's house in 2023 and beyond. You have to begin to change your thoughts about whom you are and what you're doing and why you're doing it. And if you're not doing it, come on, make it happen for the long haul. You know, one of the best ways to change your thinking is to saturate yourself in the scripture and prayer. Come on, somebody. In closing, Romans 8 and 37 says, man, all these things were more than conquerors. More. Do you hear that? More than conquerors through him that loves us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, or things present, or things to come, nor heights, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. I preach this today to tell somebody it does not matter what's going on in your life. It does not matter. It does not matter, friend of mine, about your family, how they pull on you and how they want to try to pull you out of church. It does not matter about that negative voice that you always hear. Come on, you can still live for God. You can still live for God in any circumstance. It does not matter. I said it does not matter. We make it so hard sometimes to live for God, don't we? Praise God. I said we make it so hard to live for God. It's not hard to live for God. I heard somebody say one time, and this was my reaction to what they said, and I, I probably hadn't been living for the Lord but a few years. And he said, man, it's so hard living for the Lord. I said, if you'll fall in love with his word and him, it will not be hard at all. It will not be hard at all. If you completely fall in love with him and his word, this will stand to your feet this morning. This thing will not be hard. It will not be hard. Praise God. Do you, do you, do you think, and I'll leave this to you as a question, do you think if you were one of these saints in Caesar's house, do you think you'd have made it? I said, do you think you'd have made it? I want to think, friend of mine, that I got enough. I want to think that I got enough that I'd make it. Come on, I said, I, I want to think that I've got enough that I could make it, praise God, regardless. Because there's coming a day when this thing's going to heat up more than it is right now. 
I said, there's coming a day this thing's going to heat up a little bit more than what it is right now. And if you really don't have the real goods, come on, I said, if you really had really sold out to God, praise God, come on. It's not going to be good. Why don't we come up and gather around this altar? If you want the Holy Ghost, I want you to come. If you want the Holy Ghost, I want to pray for you that God give you the Holy Ghost. Come on. If you want the Holy Ghost, I want you to come right down here, right here, right here. If you want the Holy Ghost, right, right here. If you want the Holy Ghost, I want you to come right here. Come on. Right here. And God can do it this morning. Now let's begin to pray, saints.